630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Hey everybody, a midweek edition of the Coaches Show this week for week 18. It's game 16 for the 7 and 8 Eskimos. A win clinches a playoff spot on Saturday against the BC Lions. Let's start there with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. Jason, you've had a singular focus on games all season long. This one obviously can check off a lot of boxes for you if you get the win. Yeah, this one checks off the, the most important goal all season, and that's to make the playoffs. So uh, we were afforded that opportunity last week, really, and, and, and didn't cash in. This week, we get to knock a team out in BC and, and, and solidify a place for ourselves. So, you know, it's a huge game. It's the biggest game of the year this far to date. And uh, you need to go out there and play a great game for, for 60 minutes. Uh, Trevor Harris still in the sixth game, not practicing this week. Logan Kilgore left early yesterday, but was out today. It looks like he'll be the guy going forward for Saturday. Yeah, Logan's gonna. Logan will play. I mean, if Trevor's not ready, Logan will be be there. Um, you know, it was more precautionary for Logan yesterday. You know, he didn't feel, quite feel comfortable, and we didn't need to uh, belabor the point. We know what he's dealing with, and he's he did it great today. Uh, threw the ball extremely well in some cold and windy conditions. So, you know, um, you know, I know he's he's up for the task. Uh, injuries part of football. We all know that. Uh, yesterday and day one of the week, uh, pretty much the core of your offense in the dressing room not practicing. How tough is that to, to game plan and to get ready when you have so many starters not on the field? Yeah, it's extremely difficult. I mean, this is probably the latest in the week we've had to decide our roster all year. Um, but, you know, yeah, those are challenges that you have to deal with. And, you know, we've got a big roster you know, in our locker, in our dressing room right now, do the injuries we've had all year, and guys have come back, and you just got to pick the healthiest bodies that give you the best opportunity to win, and that's what we're doing this week. And again, we're still not quite sure on a couple guys, but you know, the the guys that line up to play uh, play this game will be ready to roll. Uh, do you change the game plan at all offensively, especially because of guys who may or may not be in the lineup? Does it take stuff out of the arsenal that you have? Well, I mean. When we were dealing with the fact that you know Trevor and Logan both might not be ready early, you know there's definitely a focus with the younger quarterbacks to get more vanilla and and do the things they're good at. But now that we know Trevor's a possibility, Logan's a for sure, you know you're looking at a little bit different uh, mindset on offense. So you know we uh, you know we're going to go in with the the best plan we can put together based on what what BC does and what they like to do, and um, you know. Obviously, the way we've practiced the last two days, you know, it gives you a little bit of confidence going forward that, you know, the plan's there. It's just about our guys executing it now. So, you know, um, you know that's the, been the focus. But, you know, we've had we've tweaked things all year. I mean, we were just still with a with a with Logan playing instead of Trevor. The the game plans have been a bit different each week. Uh, the things that we're trying to do with Logan, um, you know, with Trevor, we do things a little bit differently. So, if Trevor ends up playing we'll have to tweak some things on the last minute to, to get to where it's more fit his strengths but right now the game plan suited for Logan and that's where it's at. Where's Logan at in your mind compared to when he came in in the, in the rematch game against Calgary first time he's played in a long time to now he's getting the reps in practice and getting a little bit more comfortable. Yeah he's light, light years ahead of where he began the year and where he began you know in that Labor Day rematch I think if you put that this Logan out in that Labor Day rematch things are probably a little bit different in that game I think he's just gained some confidence uh, you know he's able to the practices look different I mean now with him in there I mean he's starting to, to locate receivers second and third options and move around the pocket and make checks and and do things that we you know we expect out of our quarterbacks but it's hard when you're not in there all the time so um, I've, I've been very pleased with his progress. 
Uh, he's tough. He's had to deal with some minor things too, and he's been able to do that and continue to, to, to click. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, the more time I've always said, the more time a quarterback spends in that pocket and spends in that game, the better they're going to get, and that's proven uh, the same with Logan. It's a game of, of reps, right? And, and, I mean, the more reps you get, the better you get, no matter where you're playing and what position. Yeah, no question. I mean, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the quarterback position comes down to making good decisions and uh, locating the ball accurately and standing in that pocket and being tough. And, you know, he's, he's done a number of those things extremely well. Obviously, we've, we've half turned over the ball a little too much over the last four games, and that's something that we've got to, you know, be better at. Um, and that comes down to some decision making and some some things like that. But overall, for the the position that Logan's been put into, I, I, I think he's given us a chance each game, and that's all you can ask for. At running back, uh, CJ Gable not practicing this week. If Shaq Cooper goes in for him, a guy you got to have faith in him. I would imagine he's he's come in in the last two years twice, hundred yard games, both games. Maybe not have the the blocking ability that CJ does because he's so good at it. But a guy obviously you feel pretty comfortable with. Yeah, if CJ ends up can going, and we're trying to give him as much rest as possible all week. Um, you know, he's the kind of guy that doesn't need a lot of reps. I think we know what kind of back CJ is, and it's just a matter of whether he's he can go or not. But if Shaq does happen to go, I mean, geez, I mean, he's about as electric as any uh, running back in our league. The way he runs the ball, the way every touch he has is dynamic. So, you know, we've, we've done it before with him. We've won games with him as our starting tailback, and we expect to do the same if he's in there in the lineup instead of CJ. Uh, nobody had any fun in Hamilton last Friday night in that game. How was the response this week at practice? Uh, the response was great. I mean, uh, we talked about it right after the game. You know, we're on to BC. It was no mention of the, the game. It was just, we're putting this one to bed. If you play 18 games in the season, you're going to have a game like this at some point. And, you know, ultimately that game was 11, could have been an 11-point game if we'd hit the two-point conversion with seven minutes to go in that game and all the momentum in the world on our side. And it turned out to be everything went bad after that point. And, you know, we couldn't get out of our own way. And, you know, they capitalized on some things. So, you know, the game got really out of hand the last six minutes of the game. And there's no need to freaking worry about it. We have everything we need in front of us right now, and our guys respond to that. I think we, we gave them a few days off to, to think about it, to get it out of their system, and then to come into this building this week and say, hey, Everything we want is still right here, and all we have to focus on is that. And so there should be nothing else more important in our, in our world than winning this game, and that's been the focus. You, you've channeled your inner Bill Belichick with the on to BC line. Um, is that rare for you to, I don't know if you threw out the tape from last week, or I know I talked to a couple of guys and said they didn't watch much tape, as you mentioned, of, the, of that game. That's, that's kind of unfootball-like, is it not? Not to go back and try and look at mistakes and correct them? Well, we did. I mean, the coaches did. Yeah. We just don't need our players to dwell on, on it. <clears throat> we pointed out the, the, the mistakes to the quarterbacks. We pointed out the mistakes to the players that we needed to. Mm -hmm. And other than that, we didn't want to spend a, a waking moment and meeting about that game. Um, and that was more important. That was pretty much the focus. Like I said, guys could do it on their own. The coaches did get in touch with them. Our old line still met. They did all those things, but not on our work week. You know, that was on time days off. So they had to come in to look at it if they wanted to. All the coaches still graded the film. We still talked about the film. We still did all that. But when it was time to move on to BC with our players, there was no talk of a Hamilton. It was just on to BC. I know I talked to a couple of guys and they talked about the fact that it was nice not to get the negatives from that game and to be able to stay positive. I know that's a big point that you always like to stress is staying positive to move forward. So I guess it, it goes to the frame of mind for guys going forward. 
Yeah, I mean, I everyone that knows me knows I'm not a I'm not an empty or half glass empty kind of guy. I'm a half glass, glass full person. So I always look at the positives of that. And like I said, that game the finish was terrible. We absolutely did not finish that game worth the worth a you know what. I mean, but the fight all game was there. I mean, we were playing on the road against the arguably the best team in the league. That's hot, and it's a, like I said, we hit the two point convergence, eleven point game with seven minutes. You're giving yourself a chance. And like I talked to our guys. An 11-point game is two plays. If you make two plays, if we pick six and we get the ball back and score one play, one touchdown, that's a 14-point swing. We're up three. That's the type of mindset I want our players to have. You know, and so you know, we talked about this week about the, how do you make those plays? Well, you make those plays by working hard in practice, understanding a game plan, having confidence that you can play fast, and when the opportunity arises, you make those types of plays. You know, you watch... Uh, Shaq Evans or Sass catch an eight-yard ball, turn around and break a tackle and run for 50. Well, an eight-yard ball is an eight-yard ball. What do you do with it? So we completed plenty of 20-yard ball or plenty of eight-yard balls this year. How many of them gone for 50? How many have gone for touchdowns? So when you're down and you know things are not looking good, make a play. Let's have that mindset. Let's make a play. Let's pick six somebody. Let's get a return touchdown this year. You know, let's do those things instead of dwelling on the fact you're down and, and dwelling on the fact that things aren't going your way. And so that's kind of the, the, the frame of mind I want our players to have going into this one. Let's make some plays. Let's, let's have a great work week. Let's compete against each other. Let's do all the work necessary to get this win because you don't win by showing up. You win by putting in all the work during the week. And ultimately, that's what should lead to success. One and one on the Ontario road trip. I know wins and losses uh, at, uh, are the most important thing, and at some point they become the only thing. But the week out there, did it go as you hoped it had gone with everything else involved with it outside of the games? Yeah, I mean, we, we had a great work week. I mean, our, our practices were great. Our walk through the day before in Ottawa was good. The game there was fine. I mean, uh, we, we eked out a, a hard-fought game. We had a good bus trip, you know, on, right on schedule. We got within five minutes of our estimated time of arrival. You know, our, our, our meeting rooms there were great. I thought our focus was, was excellent. We dealt with, you know, a lot of heat one day, a rain whole day the next. So we got to put ourselves in the element, and our guys fought through that. We had no issues on the road. I mean, I've been here for four years. No issues with our players. We have the right character guys. Um, you know, nothing to worry about with them. And so ultimately, yeah, I, th I thought it was a great week. It didn't end the way we wanted it. I mean, obviously you'd want to win, win a game and get to playoffs and all those things. But I felt like we took some steps out there on that road trip that ultimately can help us uh, going forward. Back at home this week to play the BC Lions on Saturday night uh, for Jiffy Loop. This is the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. We'll talk about that game more when we BC come back. BC Lions here on Saturday. It's a 5 o'clock pregame show, 3.30 for the countdown to kick off from the Rickfield to Commonwealth Stadium with myself, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, and Brendan Escott here on 6.30. Chid. Jason, how different are the BC Lions now from the team you saw early in the season and beat handily twice? Yeah, I think they're different. I mean, personnel-wise, they've made some changes to their O-line. They've made some changes to their D-line. And anytime you can do that, I mean, that's the name of the game is be able to control the line of scrimmage. And I think they're able to do that better than they did early in the season. I think they've they've gelled. I mean, they obviously have a lot of the same players in other places playing. You know, Mike stayed healthy. He's he's been in every snap. You know, John White is playing excellent. He's about as looks about as dynamic as he ever has. Um, you know, Brian Burnham. I mean, he's tearing it up uh, like you'd expect from a great receiver um, you know and like I said their secondary has stayed relatively since the second game we've played is relatively no changes so um, you know they they're a solid group you know in that first phase 
and then ultimately they've won games now. You know, that's the thing. Early in the season, they hadn't won very many games, and um, you know they were in games and ahead in games and couldn't finish them. And now they're finishing them. And they're finishing them uh, handily, so that's given them confidence. So you know, our we're going to be facing a, a better team. We understand that a more hot team, a more confident team. But ultimately, you know, I still feel like we match up well with them, and it's going to come down to the team that executes their game plans, makes plays, controls that line of scrimmage. I mean, we're still capable of controlling the line of scrimmage, and um, that's our, our what we're going to hang our hat on this game. We have to control the line of scrimmage. We have to be more physical than them. We've got to be able to stop the run. And, uh, you know, like to say, you don't like Mike sitting back there and passing it, but if you can take the run away and make them have to beat you that way, we've got to get pressure on them from there. And, you know, for us, we've got to be able to run the ball, whoever our tailback is, and then we've got to be able to protect our quarterback, whoever that quarterback is. So it ultimately is going to come down to that. And then, shoot, it's going to come down to guys making plays. Like I said, you throw an eight-yard ball out there, can someone make a play? When he throws a ball up, can we make a pick? Can we pick six them? You know, can we make some returns in this game? Can we do some things that are electric? Um, you know, because that's the kind of playoff football is like that. You know, it could be a, a play here or a play there that turns the momentum and turns the whole game on its head. You know, we've got to be able to make those plays. And you're only going to do that, like I said, by being confident. There's no reason why we shouldn't be confident um, in playing them. I mean, we've, we beat them twice regardless. Uh, they have changed some personnel. We've changed some personnel. But ultimately, like I said, I still think it's a very evenly matched uh, uh, game. And again, it's just going to come down to the, the better team's going to win it. You mentioned playoff game, not a playoff game, but a playoff atmosphere, playoff ramifications for sure. You probably both sides find out about their guys in these kind of situations, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, ultimately, um, you're right. I mean, we both have, if they lose, they're out of the playoff race. If we lose, we're not. But that's not our mindset. Our mindset is we got to win. We want to win. We want to bury them and, and get, kick them out of the playoffs, and we want to be in. That's our, our, like I said, our first goal of the year was to get close as a team. I think we've accomplished that. Second goal was to make the playoffs, and, you know, that we're, we're right there. We're right on the doorstep, and not every team, like I've said that before this week, not every team right now has that opportunity. So, you know, we do, and, you know, we've got to make, make it cash in, and if we do that, it, like I said, we play 60 minutes of good football, I think we can make that happen. You know Mike Riley as well as anybody. Uh, you've seen the beating he's taken all season long, especially early on in the year. Uh, I think this season in BC just kind of adds to his legend, does it not? Oh, there's no question. I mean, he's uh, he took a lot of sacks early in the season, hasn't taken as many sacks lately, but he's still being hit and being hit hard. Um, but ultimately, he is as tough as any probably any human being, you know, and certainly any quarterback I've ever been around. He's as tough as any of them. Um, and that he has a legend of that. I mean, uh, and it's for a reason. So, you know, he's stood in there and weathered everything. And we know this. I mean, you're not going to knock him out of a game. So you just got to keep hitting him, keep hitting him, and keep fighting with him because ultimately he's going to stand there and sling it without worry every single time. So, you know, our, our focus needs to be on, you know, playing 60 minutes against him because you know that's what he's going to give you. You had him on your side for, for three years since you became coach of the Eskimos. You know what gets under his skin. You know what he doesn't like and what he does like in coverages. How much does that play into what you want to do against him and the Lions on well, Saturday? I don't know that there's any coverage a quarterback worries about. I mean, you go into a game, you understand what the defense is going to do. The thing that no quarterback is great at, and I don't care how great they are, if you get pressure in their face and you are hitting them earlier than they expect to be, that is what affects every quarterback. And it doesn't matter how great they are. 
So that's what we did very, very well the first two games we played against them, is we hit him and hit him a lot, and we hit him earlier than he wanted to be hit. And we have to be able to do that in order to beat him. But it's first going to start with stopping the run. If we can be physical up front and control their run game, that is going to help us get to him early and often. And that's what we have to do. If we do not get to him, it will be a long night. We know that. And so that's not our focus. Our focus is on making a long night for them by hitting them, hitting them early and often, and controlling that line of scrimmage. We have to be able to do that. That has to be um, something you're going to hang your hat on in this game. And you got a front seven that's pretty much done that all season long, right? Yes. I mean, it, it, depending on the quarterbacks we've played and depending on the schemes that they've shown us, you know, when we decide to bring pressure and we decide to get after people, we've been able to do it. When we've laid back at times to play more zone, to play more coverage, you know, we don't get after them as much. But when our guys put their minds to it and they say that's what we're doing this game, I come hell or high water, we're going to do it. And that's what we need to do this week. And they know it. I can guarantee they know it, and they know that's a key to victory for us. So they, in order to win against us, they're going to have to do to protect them. And ultimately, I know they want to establish the run because that's the quarterback's best friend, establishing the run and doing those things and getting the ball out of his hands as fast as possible. We need to make life miserable with him to be able to do that. And it's one thing to defend the run from a running back, but throw Mike in there and it makes it defending the run a lot more yeah, difficult. If he decides to take off and run, we need to punish him. There's no question about that. You hit him as hard as you can and as many people as possible. And if he decides to take it, take it down, which he will, it's a big game. He knows a couple first downs taken by his legs, his toughness, all that, gets their sidelines going. But there's nothing quite like hitting a quarterback either and knocking him down and making him get back up slower. And that's what our mindset has to be. If he takes off, he's going to pay for it when he takes off. That has to be your mindset. Uh, we know he's going to be able to do it. He's, he's gifted in that, those areas. So when he does decide to do it, you need to punish him and make him pay for it. And ultimately, that's what we got to do. Sean White's hit, I think it's 20 in a row right now. Uh, kind of under the radar. He's having a fantastic season this year. I know he's, he's done double duty at times and stepped in and, and done pretty well punting when, when Hugh O'Neill was out. Uh, talk about his season and how well he's played. Yeah, I mean, he's been phenomenal. He started off hot in the season, a little bit of a blip midway through, I'd say, or a little, little less than midway. Uh, made, missed a couple uncharacteristic kicks. Um, but he's been lights out lately. And... You know, he did. He did a tremendous job doing all three for us. And so we have great confidence in Sean. Whenever he's back there and he's, he feels good, um, he's going to make them. So, you know, ultimately, he, since I've been here, that guy has kicked the ball extremely well. And not one guy on our sidelines doesn't believe he's going to make every kick. So, you know, that's, that's kudos to him and the amount of work he puts into it. And um, he's just been tremendous. Uh, let's go back to the injuries for the final one uh, tonight. Uh, you got a lot of guys coming back. How different do you think your team's going to look for those last two games against Saskatchewan than it's going to look, say, on Saturday night? To be honest with you, I don't care what it looks like two weeks from now. All I care about is the guys are going to play this weekend. But ultimately, yes, we should be extremely healthy, as healthy as we're going to be all year those last two weeks. You know, And then, you know, really, we've got a couple other old linemen that might be ready if we're fortunate enough to make the playoffs. If that, that happens, you know, we're going to be able to have some options on our O-line we haven't had in, in a while either. So, but overall, our whole, de our whole team, there's a lot of guys starting to get healthy right now, and uh, it's going to be a great thing to be able to pick and choose the, the lineup that you'd like to go with um, down the stretch. What's it been like to have Javon Santos Knox at practice the last couple of weeks? Been awesome. He's been tremendous. Um, you know, last week he was nipping at everybody's heels to play and I think excited to play. We just, 
it had only been one week that he'd practiced, and we wanted to make sure. We've waited so long for him to play, to throw him out there after only one week of practice. We just, I didn't feel confident to do that. You know, he practiced the second week in Hamilton and looked great. Um, you know, when he was thinking he was going to play and was told he wasn't, he turned it up a whole nother notch because he wasn't very happy about it, and that was awesome to see. Um, and then this week he's been just the same. He's been better. So we, there's a reason we went out and got Santos Knox. He is a tremendous linebacker, so he will make a difference on our team. Um, you know, we're just deep now. We got, you know, Diggs is playing, you know, he's, as a rookie, he's played outstanding football for us for so many games in a row now. That's, he's played more football than he's ever played in a season. You know, so the fact that he's been able to do that has been awesome. But bringing back Santos to help, uh, help that lineup, uh, it's, it's a big thing. It's a big deal for us. So we're excited to have him back. Big game on Saturday, Eskimos and the BC Lions, 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff. 5 o'clock is game time. The Eskimos and the Lions, Eskimos Chang to clinch a playoff spot with the win. Jason, thanks for this. Uh, good luck on Saturday. No problem, man. Thank you. All right, that's the coach's show for this week, everybody. Have a good evening. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.